Welcome to the Spirit-Filled Leadership Podcast. I'm Pete Barak. Reminder, this is a podcast where we focus on helping you grow as a Spirit-Filled Leader because we believe the world needs disciples and disciples need Spirit-Filled Leaders. Today's episode, we want to focus on owning mistakes, which is ironic because if you look closely at my right hand, I have visual proof of a recent mistake. And in many ways, the exact opposite response that I had to this is what we want to focus on today. I did not own this mistake. And for over a month, I lived with a broken bone in my right hand until finally my wife prevailed upon me, my kids prevailed upon me, my mom prevailed upon me, and I went and got it checked out. And now I have this uh, hair shirt to wear around uh, at least for a little while until it can get healed. So today we want to focus on owning mistakes because one thing we know is that every leader fails. Maybe not all the time, but there will be failure. There will be mistakes that come through your leadership. And not every mistake is created equal, right? And I, I, today I don't want to focus so much upon kind of like sinful behavior. There's uh, robust teaching within the church and an understanding of when we sin, what we are supposed to do about it. And several of the things I'm going to recommend when a mistake emerges also apply to sinful behavior. But I'm just going to take it as an assumption that we don't want to sin. As spiritual leaders, we are trying to actively avoid, actively flee from all evil and, and not sin. But there are other mistakes that aren't necessarily sinful. Sometimes they may be kind of venially sinful, where we uh, are accidentally harming somebody or, or, or lose our patience or something like that, kind of minor sins, but more along the lines of uh, that common thing that comes up in leadership where an expectation is set and then not fulfilled, or there's poor communication. Or we just flat out do the wrong thing in the sense of we, we're supposed to do this and we end up doing the wrong thing. Or we show up late for a meeting or we set the expectation for this is what the behavior of the team needs to look like for this event and then we don't hold ourselves to that same standard. Or there's a, there's a whole host of different ways that mistakes can happen, that failures can emerge. And the question is when, as a leader, what's our response to those mistakes? And certainly as a leader, we can, we can look at other people's mistakes and other people's failures and have um, a kind of an idea of how to help them grow from it. But I want to focus more on when you fail, when you make a mistake, what should you do about it? Because Patrick Lencioni has this, uh, the, the kind of leadership guru, has this great line about the transparency that's needed in leadership is the willingness to like raise the, eye, the arms and say, look at these pit stains, right? To be able to say like, man, I'm stressed or to be transparent in appropriate ways with the people you're leading so that they know that you know and so that they can grow in trust that the culture of our community, the culture of our church, the culture of our organization, the culture of our small group, whatever it is that you're leading, the culture supports movement, supports the doing of things, and also recognizes that in the doing of things, mistakes will be made, either intentionally or unintentionally. And the culture supports a framework and an understanding that when mistakes are made, we handle them, we notice them, we resolve them. And they don't just linger under the surface, they don't just fester under the surface. And that's the starting place of any time we talk about owning mistakes, is it starts with awareness. It starts with an understanding that mistakes are inevitable, but we have to be aware of when they happen. And so uh, within the spiritual tradition of the church, there's all sorts of uh, wisdom on how to do an examination of conscience, right? Often at the end of the day, before you go to bed, to sit down and say, in what ways did I cooperate with the grace of God? In what ways did I reject the grace of God? And what should I repent for? 
Well, I think there should be an examination of, of your work conf uh, a conscience or maybe your leadership conscience to say, to regularly sit down and say, Lord, help me see in what ways have I been leading well, in what ways have I not been leading well, and in what areas do I need to rectify and resolve within the thing that I'm leading? Because if leaders just kind of move through their days, move through their moments, move through the events with this blissful kind of uh, ignorance that, oh, everything's good. I'm doing well. Everyone else is doing well. Nothing's, no, there's no problem. What that often leads to is that blissful ignorance leads to often more, more of a violent type confrontation. And I don't mean violent physically. I mean like mistakes and uh, failures that are probably kind of small will build up over time until they become a big issue. But if as a leader, you can be consistently aware of things that emerge, consistently aware of when you screw up, when you don't hold yourself to the same expectation, when you fail to meet the expectations of others, then instead of having to build and build and build and kind of have that explosive moment, you can just keep taking care of them along the way. Every step along the way, as a mistake emerges, you go through the process of resolving it. And now, instead of a big explosion that often threatens and can, can crumble the movement and the vision and the, the unity of a team, and actually be a springboard for more growth, more uh, trust, more effective output from the team. Just recently, we as a team had been uh, doing an event where we had communicated with amongst the team here at ID that this was a very important event to us and that we wanted everybody to be involved and we wanted everyone to make it a priority to, to show up and be their best selves and to help with the setup and the execution of the event and the cleanup. And there was lots of understanding about that and we had good communication and you're gonna bring this and you're gonna bring that and you're gonna bring this. Well, as the day of the event approached, se several things happened in kind of my personal life uh, that I didn't plan very well for and instead of adjusting the personal life stuff so as to fulfill the expectation that we had set as a team, that I had set as a leader, I shirked some of my responsibilities as the leader of the team, didn't show up on time, didn't do everything that I was supposed to do, didn't even bring some of the things I said I was going to bring. And at the end of the day, I kind of chalked it up to, well, life was happening at home and I, I, I couldn't do what I said I was going to do. But I didn't communicate the change very well and I, it was kind of a last minute and, and I definitely didn't hold myself to the standard that I was holding everyone else to. So in the days that followed, I, I became more aware that there was a problem there, that I had caused a problem, that I had not done what I said I was going to do and therefore it left other members of the team having to fill in for me and, and that wasn't right. It was a mistake. It was a failure on my part and now it's time to own it. So using this as an example, I want to give you five kind of tips uh, five things to keep in mind when it's time to own a mistake as a leader. The first one is what I literally just said. You have to own it. You have to be aware of it, but then you have to kind of receive and lay hold of your part in the problem. Not to excuse it away, not to kind of, um, kind of ignore it. So it's like, oh, it'll be okay. But to say, no, I didn't do what I was supposed to do here. Or I shouldn't have said the thing I said that at that moment. Or my behavior towards you wasn't right to really truly say, to own your part in the problem. And when you own it, it's not the time to say, okay, yes, I did this, but. No, no, just say, I did this, full stop. This is, and I shouldn't have done it. Which leads into the second thing is to then express legitimate contrition. So own it first and then express contrition. I'm sorry, I should not have acted that way. 
I, I'm sorry that I let you down. I'm sorry that you had increased work. I'm sorry that I forgot to do this. I'm sorry I missed the deadline. To legitimately say, I, I apologize for the mistake. I own it and I apologize. Third is to then couple that acknowledgement and that, um, that contrition with, I want to do better. And I, I'm going to strive to do better. And I don't ever want to do this again. So for me, like with this event, I, I'm, I, I own my part. I should have communicated better. I should have been there on time and I should have remembered to bring the things. I'm sorry for that. And I'm sorry the burden that it put on you. And I'm sorry for the, the, the way that I didn't live up to our expectations. And I'm going to do better. And I'm going to change what I need to change in order to not have this happen again. Fourth is often we need to just ask for forgiveness. Now, sometimes the mistakes are so kind of not very serious that maybe forgiveness seems kind of extreme, but I found over and over again to be able to look somebody in the eye or through an email or text and just say, will you forgive me? Because the thing about expressing contrition is one thing, I'm sorry for it, that's great, but that still kind of leaves the potential for a rift in the relationship. What forgiveness does by asking for forgiveness is you're putting yourself humbly before them and saying, I want to use this moment as a springboard for a, a greater relationship, or more trust, more accountability. And so I've, I've harmed you, I've wronged the situation, I haven't you know, upheld my end of the bargain, now will you forgive me? And it's, it's kind of scary, and it seems sometimes a little silly to be able to say, I'm sorry, will you forgive me? But I tell you what, my experience in life is then that people are very honored by that. They're very um, often surprised by it, because most of the time we in, go through life just kind of saying, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, but never asking for the next step of forgiveness. So we need to own it, we need to express contrition, we need to acknowledge and, and say, I want to do better, and then ask for forgiveness. And then finally, once forgiveness has been given and received, is to clarify the expectations moving forward. And this is often the chance then, once forgiveness has been extended and received, to then say, okay, and now is the time to explain kind of how it came to be. To look at the problem and say, what do we need to do so that this never happens again? So do it more from a growth mindset than a re revisiting the past. It's less of saying, oh, well, you know, the reason I, this all happened is because my kid got sick or whatever. It's more, think about it, it's like, if and when something like kids getting sick or things come up in the future that threaten the expectations, what do we need to do to adjust those expectations now? Or what plan do we need to put in place now so that in the inevitable moment of something needing to change or bad communication or whatever, we have a new plan of how to uh, resolve that and move forward. So instead of just leaving it, okay, we've, we've been forgiven now, okay, I hope this problem never happens again. Well, if it's a problem that hypothetically could be repeated because of various circumstances, well, come up with a plan and now's the time to clarify, okay, this is what happened that led to this mistake. What do we need to do to avoid the, the steps that lead to this mistake? How can we as a team, how can we as an organization, how can we as in relationship make sure the communication expectations are adjusted moving forward so as to avoid this mistake happening again, or at least keep us off the path that would lead to that mistake? So as a leader, it's inevitable that mistakes are going to happen. It's inevitable that you are going to let some of your team members down. It's inevitable that they're, are, they are going to let you down. There's going to be mistakes that happen. There's going to be failure that happens as we lead. And the question is, are you willing to acknowledge it? Are you willing to be aware of it? And then do you have the humility to go through a process of rectifying that situation, cleaning up whatever needs to be cleaning up, and 
building trust and faith and transparency and a deep loving relationship with the people you're leading so as to be able to lead them better moving forward. So you need to own your mistake. You need to express contrition. You need to acknowledge and affirm that you want to do better. You need to ask for forgiveness. And then you need to make a plan for how to avoid it moving forward. Own your mistakes because they can be springboards for greater fruitfulness, greater trust, and greater effectiveness in your mission. God bless you.